Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the top four English leagues and today the FA Cup. I'm Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. So I think the less we say about last week, the better because I don't think anybody in the world probably won a bet. No, absolutely not. Favourites fall in left, right and centre. Time to move on to a fresh week. <laughs> so this week, uh, we're going to look at the Premier League. We're going to look at the Championship. There's no League 1 and there's no League 2. That's because it's the first round of the FA Cup, so let the fairy tales begin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love it or loathe it at this stage. Uh, the FA Cup's always a special special tournament. Uh, sometimes you can get some good odds as well. Always, you know, have to be careful regarding team selection. But yeah, a, a new avenue to go down. Yep, so we'll kick off with the Premier League as ever. So just Saturday and Sunday games this weekend. The first one is the Saturday 12.30 and that's Stoke at home to Leicester. So you can get Stoke at 29-20, to 20, the draw is 9-4 to 4, and Leicester at 15-8. How can you see this one going, Tom? I honestly don't know. I thought Stoke were going to go on a complete downward spiral, uh, starting, well, continuing pretty much yeah. at Vicarage Road at the weekend. Yeah, real uh, But Yeah, I mean, we were convinced that Watford would do the business there, but Stoke won 1-0. Um, so, you know, that's kind of kick-started uh, their form a little bit. Leicester won their last three games. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably say both teams to score, um, but I wouldn't be brave enough to pick a winner, unfortunately. Yeah, I've gone down the middle on this one with the draw at 9-4. to four. Um, As you said, good 2-0 win last weekend for uh, Claude Puel in his first game in charge. Now, I don't know why. I keep wanting to call him Carlos Poop. Carlos Puel. I think it's too, too similar to Carlos Puyol. <laughs> You're trying to trying to change his uh, trying to change the poor guy's identity. Do you think well, Carlos... yeah, like a win's a win, and a win's a win. You know, they, he's come in, got a win. In you know, they've been tougher opponents uh, than than Everton, and yeah, Leicester. Uh, Doing well, Vardy scored, which is always big. Uh, they're looking like they're probably going to lose Mares, uh, probably January, if not the summer. So yeah. it's really important to get Vardy uh, firing on all cylinders and Damari Gray as well, um, apprentice to Riyad Mares, pretty much. So good to see him doing well. Yeah, the championship Sterling, as he was named. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's what he called when. Uh, when me and you scouted him in his Birmingham City days, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so tough game to call here, Profit Chasers. Uh, Tom reckons both teams to score. I've gone with the draw, but it's not particularly one you'd want to be betting on. There's much better games to bet on this weekend. So we'll go on to three o'clocks then, and we'll start with Huddersfield at home to West Brom. Another one I can't really call. Another one that will be very low uh, on quality. Uh, this Huddersfield side, uh, they are relying on home form. They haven't scored away from home since the opening day of the season when they beat Crystal Palace. Mounier should be back to start, or, although Del Poitras has, has you know, made a nuisance of himself. He's still terrible, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, West Brom, 
what can you say about West Brom? As as you said on the podcast last week, probably the worst run that we can remember under Pulis. Yeah, definitely. The Baggies have got one win in the last ten. Huddersfield one win in the last nine. So that kind of shows how both teams are really struggling. But I think West Brom will take a bit of heart from scoring two last weekend against Man City. Yeah, it's just another loss, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, uh, they the didn't get steamrolled. The problem is, I'm a huge fan of Pulis. Huge fan, and I would do. I would give my left leg for him to be Forest manager. However, the only problem is with his style of football. It only takes one or two results, and I feel like the crowd turn on him a little quicker than they would turn on someone who's trying to play uh, attacking football. Uh, there's always a stigma that you know fans aren't overly yeah. happy with Pulis, these ambitions, and I always think that people are quick to get on his back uh, because of that. Although you could argue one in ten any manager should be uh, getting a little bit of stick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in terms of the result, I'll probably go down the middle and a draw at 21-10. to 10. I don't know about yourself, but as we said, it, it's a tough one to call. Yes, it is a tough one to call. Although not an attractive price, really. Um, I'd probably be looking at the uh, under 2.5 bracket, uh, which is 1-2. to two. Yeah, not the best, but you can definitely see that one coming in. Let's move on then to St. James's Park, Newcastle at home to Bournemouth. Newcastle, the favourites, 10 to 11. The draw is 5 to 2, and Bournemouth are 29 to 10. Now, I'm predicting a Newcastle win for this one, but again, it's, it's two teams that I don't really know what to expect from week in, week out. Newcastle are probably the more consistent of the two, but they're both coming into this with pretty average form. Pretty average form. However, before the uh, before Bournemouth faced Chelsea, uh, which is obviously no easy game, uh, they did manage to pick up uh, wins in their previous two games, uh, which does bode well. A little bit of friction at the weekend when Jermaine Defoe was substituted at half time. Uh, he clearly wasn't happy with that, and you know who can blame him? Newcastle uh, coming off the back of a defeat away at. Burnley, which is probably the worst game um, in the history of football. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Newcastle are probably marginal favourites, but I think this is a game to avoid, to be honest. Yeah, quite a few games to avoid so far. It's, it's not going to be a running theme the whole podcast, don't worry, guys. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes, you know, sometimes there's games where you, you just don't bet on them. And yeah. uh, that, the smart bet is no bet sometimes. Very well said, mate. Southampton versus Burnley then. Uh, four to seven for Southampton. The draw fourteen to five and Burnley eleven to two. Uh I I don't know who's been making the odds and why it's priced up the way it is, but on what basis are Burnley eleven to two outsiders? Yeah, I thought that. Uh, it's exactly what I've got written down here. Draw fourteen to five. Very, very peculiar. Burnley coming off the back, like I said, of uh, winning the worst game of all time at home to Newcastle. They have gone up the next level, which is why Everton are apparently going to make an approach for Dosh. Sean so, Dosh, right. What do you think <laughs> to Sean going to Merseyside? Uh, I think it's, it's a great opportunity for him. It's very well deserved. And, uh, it is deserved. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is deserved. It he's is done. Well he's, deserved. he's done his time at Burnley. 
But it's kind of one of those things, isn't it? Uh, this reminds me of football manager careers that I have. I start off with this championship, league one side, whatever. Yeah. Not in the best shape. I get them up to the Premier League. Yeah. And then Liverpool or Everton or Spurs, someone like that, come knocking. Hey, Mr. Walker, you want to you wanna be our manager? And then it's always like, well, how far can I take my Burnley? Like, wh- where do I see this tale ending? And Dyche yeah. may be looking at it thinking he's taken Burnley as far as he can. But then again, he'd, he'd be looking this season, that, as you said, they've gone up that extra level this season. So is it the end of his journey at Burnley? I, d- I don't know. To be honest, if I was Dyche... I'd take the Everton job because it's you know it's that bigger club, isn't it? With the money and the investment they've now got, the plans to move into the new stadium, it's it's going to be a it will take him to the next level, and he deserves it. But uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think he deserves better than Everton? Ooh. Do you think he, you know, do you think Everton is a a bigger pull for him? Do you think he's he may have his eye on? An Arsenal, for example, or Liverpool, or just someone like that. Do you think he's got his eyes on that, or do you think he thinks Everton will be like a good stepping stone? If I was in charge of a of a, of a, a Liverpool or an Arsenal, and I had a managerial vacancy, I'd want to give Sean Dyche a go. But do I think they'd give someone like Sean Dyche a go? No, I don't. I think they'd probably want to go for a bigger name who's more established at the top level, who's kind of been there and done it a bit. Whereas I would like to see him get the chance, but I do think this Everton job could be a good stepping stone to a, a top four, five, six club. Yeah. I suppose one thing you have to think about is, you know, let's say let's say Liverpool are going head-to-head with uh, Atletico Madrid for a player. Yeah. And, you know, he goes over to Madrid, has chats with Diego Simeone really solid Argentinian international world famous midfielder. Yeah. And then he comes <laughs> then he comes over to the UK, sits down with Sean Dyche in Wimpy and <laughs> has a little chat with him. And uh, they Pro- pick up a sausage roll on the way home. You probably it's, can't even tell what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, it's um player pull is a big thing and it like uh yeah players wanna play under uh, people that you know excelled in their positions and stuff like that. So, yeah, interesting. Back to this game. I don't think that would distract Dyche and Burnley at all. I, I don't think no, that. He's far too yeah. professional and respectful to the club, I think, for his head to be turned and to be distracted, I think, from getting the job done. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I can't see Burnley getting beat here. Um, I also certainly can't see them winning. So yeah, I would go for probably Burnley double chance. Um, you're looking at Burnley is seven to five, uh, which is a decent price, I think. If you're a bit braver, obviously, as Tom said, you're going to get some uh, very tasty odds. Uh, and if I had to choose between the three usual results, I'd probably go for twelve to uh, fourteen to five draw. Yeah, I think double chances is amazing value at eight to five. Southampton classically don't score much, especially at home, so. Yeah, more than happy to take the 8-5. to five. Double chance for that one. Um, let's move on then to the next game at 3 o'clock. And that is Swansea at home to Brighton. Swansea 23-20. to 20. The draw 11-5. to five. 
and Brighton are five to two. Now, I can see this one going. Brighton have been much better well, recently, haven't they? Yeah, how can you fancy Swansea? You honestly can't fancy Swansea, surely. Their home form, as we've mentioned on the podcast, uh, when the pressure's on and when they're at home, uh, they come up some awful results. Um, so at home this season, I'm just going to read their home form from the start of the season. Swansea nil, United 4, no disgrace there. Uh, Swansea nil, Newcastle 1. Swansea 1, Watford 2. Swansea 2, Huddersfield nil. Swansea 1, Leicester 2. Swansea nil, United 2 in the cup. So they ha- they've not really got going at home at all. Just no. the one win and that's against Huddersfield, who, as we mentioned, are, are diabolical away from home. And, you know, Brighton are kind of getting it together. Pascal Gross, I think he's second or third in the assist charts. And as much as we criticise their kind of give it to Gross, see what happens, it's kind of working. Yeah, it is. It's doing really well. And for fantasy football as well, I think keep thinking he's really cheap. I should put him in. He keeps getting points, but, I, but then I never do. And I think, oh, it can't last, can't keep going on. But it does. It seems that... Every time they get a goal, he seems to get an assist or have some kind of involvement in it. Uh, my worry for is it, them is if he gets injured, they're really going to struggle, I think. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I think he is that next level. So, like, let's say Brighton go down, he'll definitely get another Prem move. Yeah. But I actually quite rate uh, Knockout at Premier League level and uh, is queer, though. I think I pronounced that correctly. He's, um, yeah, something like he's that. quite like a explosive winger. He yeah. looks interesting. He looks like a one-trick pony. Cut inside, whack it as hard as you can. <laughs> but you know that those if you've got pace and a powerful shot, you know you only need a yard, don't you? And uh, yeah, you're going to trouble teams. So yeah, for me, I, again, I, I would be looking at Brighton not to lose. To be honest, a double chance is eight to eleven. If you fancy Brighton to not lose, it's a, a decent price. Not as good as Burnley, but a decent price. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, personally, I think I'd have this one down as as a draw. Again, uh, eleven to five. So, yeah, it's not going to be the most entertaining game. I don't think either. No. Let's move on to the five thirty kickoff on Saturday. That's the Hammers against Liverpool live on BT Sports. West Hammer fifteen to four. The draw is three to one, and Liverpool are four to six. To be honest, I'd I'd probably go with a oh, probably a Liverpool win. But if you do fancy West Ham, they're certainly pretty good odds at four to one. Obviously, we're recording this uh, program on a Tuesday night. In twenty four hours' time, Liverpool would have played Maribor at home in the Champions League. We expect that to be very comfortable. But it does mean, you know, they're, they're doing Wednesday, Saturday, which Mourinho always moans about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, will that affect the team? Mm. Unsure. West Ham mm. have not been fantastic at home. But, yeah, I, I think I'd probably go for both teams to score as the safe bet. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned about Liverpool playing on the Wednesday and again on the Saturday because... 
it's Maribor of all teams, so they beat them 7-0 away last time, didn't they? It's going to be more like a yes. training match, isn't it? <laughs> so I don't think they'll yeah, I mean, too much Yeah, I mean, if energy. you do fancy both teams to score, which, you know, Liverpool are, are full of goals, it's 4-6. to six. So it's uh, it's odds-on to be both teams to score. Yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. I, I was thought it'd probably be more like the 1-2 the to two mark, so that's, that's not the worst price in the world for that, because I do think it will come in. Result-wise, if you had to pick, which one would you be more inclined to go for? God, I, I honestly don't know if we can keep doing this, but I'd probably go... Can I go for draw again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you know what? I'd probably stick my neck out and say Liverpool. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose a team, I think Liverpool's attack will be way too much for, for West Ham. Joe Hart saved them from getting beat at Palace that's last not, week. That's not something you hear often these days, is it? It's not, but he absolutely saved their lives. Yeah. Um, so, you know, without Joe Hart, they probably would have lost away at Palace. So, yeah. uh, if they lost away at Palace, then I'd be fancying Liverpool more. So, I think if you take that out of the equation, uh, four to six, Liverpool. Yeah, I'd say the same, uh, but it's not really... Anything I'd be dead certain on, to be honest, as Liverpool have only won one Premier League game away from home this season. That was a, a 3-2 win against Leicester. So both teams to score the safe bet here, not the result. Let's move on then to Spurs at home to Crystal Palace. You can get Spurs at 2-9. You can get the draw at 5-1. And you can get Warriors Boys at 11-1. So this is a Sunday kickoff at 12 o'clock, by the way. Uh, how do you see this one going? Surely a Tottenham well, win. Yeah, surely a Tottenham win. You know, mentioning Champions League games. Obviously, Spurs are playing Madrid at Wembley. What a game that will be. Um, so, for me, definitely uh, Spurs will continue their great form. Two to nine is not a price that interests me, uh, but I can 100% understand why it is that price. Yep, the, uh, I the think big red machine win. back in the side. Yeah, they'll win very comfortably. Well, very comfortably. I've got a few a few scores I want to read out because I feel like they might not win as comfortably as many people are probably expecting. So if you look at Spurs' home results this season against the so-called kind of lesser sides, you've got a one-all draw against Burnley, a one-nil victory against Barnsley in the cup. 0-0 against Swansea and a 1-0 against Bournemouth. So it's not been great, really, has it? It's not No. No, it's not been uh it's not been too gripping, has it? I think Roy's definitely improved Palace. I still think they'll go down, especially if anything happens to Zaha. Oh, uh, yeah. you can kiss Premier League football goodnight. Absolutely. But uh yeah, I still fancy Spurs. But oh, I'd you know, say, good bit me of, too. Me good too. point. Me too. I fancy Spurs, but I, I'm just thinking it might be a a 2-0 instead of a 4-0, as some people might assume it might be. Yeah, and I would totally agree. Let's move on then to one of the two better games this weekend. That's City at home to Arsenal. You get Manchester City to continue their dominance at 1-2. The draw is 10-3 and Arsenal 5-1 outsiders for this one. Now, Man City have been steamrolling everybody and I think uh, Arsenal are going to be the next ones under the bus yes uh, totally agree uh, let's not forget 
that uh, Arsenal have not been great away from home. They have won one Premier League game away from home. Yeah, uh, That was the 5-2 against Everton, which was, by the way, an absolutely outstanding Arsenal performance. It was kind of like top, top level. Um, however, when you're talking about top, top level, are you going to go for the team that's done it once this season or the team that's doing it every week? Oh, exactly. um, Man City, 1-2 for me. They will win this game, uh, regardless of Arsenal's uh, last away result. Yeah, I think you'll get uh, City win both teams to score here. That's just around the 2-1 to one mark. But yeah, they're coming through all comers at the moment. They're great to watch. People are already talking about an unbeaten season for City. Could you see that one? Um, God, I honestly don't know. They've gone no. away to Chelsea already. They've done that. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the big games. Typically, you know, that's where teams are, are really tested. And yeah, I, 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 I'm saying I can't bet against I, it. I can't no, bet against no, it. No, no, I'm saying absolutely not. No chance. Surely not an unbeaten season. No. I'd, I, no. Yeah, I'd, I'd be amazed if it happened. I really would. Especially yeah, if, they, I, if I, they. I'm the same as you. I can't see it happening. If they if they're going to be competing as we'd expect on uh, they're in the last eight of the Carabao Cup they've got they're going to be competing in the FA Cup they're going to go far in the Champions League you know when it gets past January these kind of games being in four competitions is going to catch up with them I think of a, a little bit you're probably right my argument to that would be look at the squad the squad depth they've got some incredible. Yeah, incredible players on the bench week in week out, and he is rotating. So yeah, yeah I don't think that will happen either. But if it does, it does. Uh, but yeah, same as uh, same as me. You going for City on this one? Yeah, definitely City. City at one to two, but I'd also add on to that both teams to score as well. So that'll bump that price up to about two to one. Let's go to Chelsea versus Manchester United, shall we? This is a 4.30 kickoff on Sunday, and that is Chelsea at home to Man United. So Chelsea are 11 to 8, the draw is 9 to 4, and Man U are 2 to 1. Now Chelsea are coming into this off the back of a 3-0 hammer in it in Italy at Roma. Can you see them being beat by Man U? Because I feel like I know exactly what's going to happen here. Park the bus. 100 percent 100 million percent Mourinho is going to go there he's going to play Lukaku at top Lukaku is not going to be in the game he's going to be isolated yeah. that's it he, when he's at his poorest he's not very good at getting himself involved into the game uh, which is in my opinion why he's not world class um, and yeah I think you know maybe a one all or maybe a nil nil uh, for me I think yeah. draw at nine to four uh, it would be what I would tip today. 100%. What Mourinho does is so well in away matches against big sides. Time and time again, he sits men behind the ball. He's happy to come away with a point, And he would absolutely hate, I'm sure, to go to his former club and lose. So he'd be more content than ever to play not to lose this one. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I just want to get your thoughts. Uh, under 2.5 goals is 13-20 to 20 as well. 
I think the bookies are pretty much looking at the game and they're agreeing with us. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that one coming in. Not the best price. I thought, you know, I thought it might have been a little bit better than that, but yeah, yeah. I can definitely see it coming in. Low scoring, low on entertainment. Yeah, not going to be as good a spectacle as City Arsenal, I don't think. No chance. So we've got one more game then this weekend. That is Everton at home to Watford. This is on at the same time as a Chelsea Man United game. Everton are twenty-one to twenty. The draw is twelve to five, and Watford are five to two outsiders for this one. I feel like result-wise for this one, it, it's a bit tough to call at the moment. I think this one largely depends on whether Everton get anywhere in appointing a permanent manager by the time Sunday afternoon rolls around. If towards the end of the week we find that Dyche is going to go, I think this could give them the boost that they need to win it. If uh, David Unsworth is still in charge, I don't think the rot is going to stop this weekend. No. We have already seen, unfortunately, to uh, the cost of the bombproof treble at the weekend, we've already seen that Watford are much more reliable away from home than they are at home. Uh, the reason for that, I have no idea. But nope. I'm happy to roll with the punches. For me, it's exactly the same as you. If Unsworth is in charge, I think that Watford will actually win the game. If Dyche is even remotely close to being appointed, and you know he goes into the dressing room, has a word, yeah. has a has some kind of influence on the team, then yeah, I can see Everton uh, beating Watford. So. For me, I totally agree with what you've just said, and it all hinders on Dyche. Yeah. Weirdly enough, <laughs> a guy that's not currently involved in with either club. Um, but yeah, it all hinders on Sean Dyche. <laughs> I, I want to get your opinion as well on um, on David Unsworth because it is pretty hard on him. He's taken over a club that's in a, a terrible state of affairs, and this is his first opportunity at top-level management. Uh, he said he wants the job permanently, He's not done great so far, mainly because the team's in such a bad state. Now, will this tarnish his reputation, Drekker, moving forward? Will clubs be unwilling to give him a chance? Football is so instant these days that David Unsworth could be looking at a negative reputation before he's even had double figures games. Yeah. No, he's not hit the ground running like some managers do. Some caretakers, like Michael Appleton, for example, hit the ground running. And Michael Appleton's reputation has been enhanced. Unsworth has not hit the ground running and his reputation has decreased. That is not fair. And in my opinion, I said on the podcast last week that he's not ready for an Everton, especially if they're going to give him a ton of money in January, whoever takes that position. Yeah. Um, he's not ready for that kind of responsibility. Uh, for me, I think he should probably go to uh, the lower leagues and earn his stripes at somewhere else and then come back in a couple of years. Kind of like Dyche has done. Um, you know, Dyche was at Watford at one stage. Um, yeah. Didn't really work out. So went back down a little bit to Burnley and now look at him. So, uh, what do you think? Do you share a similar opinion? or? Yeah, I'll share, I'll share a similar opinion. I think teams want instant results these days, don't they? And if they... He's going to be a real gamble now because nobody knows 
how good he is. He's not had a chance to prove to anybody how good he is because he's come into a team which are in such a bad state of affairs. It's not like he gets a job in the summer and he's had you know summer to work with these guys and you know stamp his own influence on the team. And it would be harsh if he doesn't get a job lower down the pyramid because of this poor spell he's had in, in temporary charge. I just feel like he didn't need to come out and say, I want this job. I don't think he needed to do that. No. It makes him look like a bit of an idiot. It makes him look like he's going for a uh, a heart surgery job with uh, two GCSEs. It just kind of... <laughs> it's that applicant where you look at and you think, oh, bless. Good ambition, but yeah. no. It kind of feels like that. Um, so, yeah, I know he's a you know modern-day, not club legend, but a favoured ex-player hopefully he gets his chance further down the line yeah I, I agree but uh, we'll wait we shall see if it ends up happening but I certainly don't think he's going to get the Everton job on a permanent like he wants so uh, does that wrap it up for the Premier League for you yes let's uh, dive into tier 2 ok so for tier 2 this week the championship I feel like you could probably make a case for every single home team to win. I don't know what you think to that. Yeah, um, it looks like home team heaven, which we always love on the podcast. So one thing I want to just quickly mention, breaking news, Simon Grayson has left Sunderland. Uh, That is following a 3 all draw at home to uh, Bolton Wanderers. What do you think of the decision? What do you think of Sunderland as a club and how do you see them moving forward? If we take it back to when they appointed Grayson in the summer, I thought, yeah, good, steady championship appointment, that. he, I thought he'd be a good person to come in, kind of just right the ship a little bit, to take them to a, a kind of mid-table, steady, unspectacular finish for the season. Because he was good at Preston, he did, did pretty well at Leeds, but yeah, it's just not turned out like that whatsoever, has it? It's the club is is really rotten to the core, isn't it, at the moment? And uh, their home record, where they've not won a single game in 2017, is is absolutely abysmal. Who can turn this club round? I haven't got a clue. Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I honestly thought Grayson was a fantastic appointment. Could I see them getting promoted and winning league with Grayson? Not this season, but maybe the next season. Uh, But, you know, things are moving very quickly for Sunderland in the wrong direction. So I think Grayson, you know, finishing upper mid-table or something like that uh, would have been a decent season. Uh, They're in real trouble. Uh, For me, they've still got ageing, ageing, unreliable players that have been there far too long past their sell-by date. Yeah, Players like Lee Catamol, John O'Shea is still rocking around there. They've got some players that they just need to get rid of. Because they've got players like Lamin Kone, who at one stage was linked to Everton for £30 So there are are good players there, but uh, yeah, there's a a big problem there, isn't there? There is. Huge problem. Whoever comes in, that is a giant. That's probably arguably the the biggest job in English football 
uh, right now is trying to turn that club round and getting them in the Premier League for the next in the next couple of years. Do you remember in pre-season when we did a podcast and I said to you you could get odds on Sunderland to get relegated back down to League One, and it was about I don't know twelve to one or something like that. And we did have a little have a little chuckle and say, now nah, surely that's not going to happen. They're not going to be that bad, are they? But you know, people who got twelve to one and put it on back in the summer, they'll be licking their lips right now because it's a distinct possibility. Probably the whole of Newcastle. Yeah, uh, put that on. <laughs> but um, do you know what? It's too early. Um, with with players like like they do have some good players in there. I think they will be okay, but. You know, it's by no way near. Uh, I'm not remotely confident in that. I just think that uh, there are three worse sides in Sunderland, although the league table would suggest otherwise. It's come to me. I know who Sunderland need to right this wrong, steady the ship, and take them back to the promised land of the Premier League. Is it one of their ex-10 managers in the last three seasons? Roy Keane. I don't know if you remember Roy Keane. when he yeah, came into Sunderland. I know exactly what you're going to say. They were bottom yeah. of the championship and they got promoted. <laughs> yeah, didn't they win the league? I think so. They either they won the league or, or they they came in the top two. I can't quite remember, but uh, yeah, I know they were in so the relegation true. zone when he took over, and then they ended up going up. So, oh, buddy, there we go. You know he's going to be. You know he's going to be linked. Yeah. That was like Michael Chopra, even Dwight York was there, I think. Yeah, it's 2006, I think. Wow. Joe you know what? Live on the air, I'm going to look at the next manager, odds. And I guarantee Roy Keane's there. I just yeah, guarantee yeah, I it. So, profit chasers, um, not really what I was expecting, to be honest. Um, the favourite is Kevin Phillips. What? Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know he was a coach at Leicester. He may still be. I think he was like an attacking coach there. Um, And he's now first team coach at Derby County. So he's kind of doing his groundwork. He's three to one to take that plunge. Uh, Ita Karanka, which obviously he left rivals Middlesbrough only two months ago. Uh, He's the next favourite, nine to two. Nigel Pearson is five to one. So Nigel Pearson is still uh, rumoured, even though he's doing some crazy weird thing in uh, Belgium, I believe, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Belgium, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Giggs, 7-1. to one. Uh, Gary Monk, 8-1. Uh, Gary very, Monk? But, yeah, very uh, confusing as he's only just gone to, uh, gone to Middlesbrough. And uh, former Norwich manager Alex Neal, uh, Luton boss Nathan Jones yeah there, there's a there's a few it gets a little bit ropey but yeah Kevin Phillips actually favourite so uh, well, watch that space do you know what out of all of those names that you've read out there I'd advise every single one of them not to take the job because for someone yeah, like absolutely. Kevin Kevin Phillips if he can't manage to correct this sinking ship which is a really tough job his managerial career is going to be tarnished forever. So that's a massive risk for him. Someone who's in a stable job, like like your Monks, your Alex Neals, your Nigel Pearsons, why on earth would they leave to go to Sunderland? It's it's a horrible yeah. job. It's a horrible job, to be honest. It's a horrible job. 
no disrespect to our listeners in the northeast. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not really uh, it's not really attractive. And uh, I tell you what, it's not going to get any better on Sunday either, because they're away at Middlesbrough. Now Middlesbrough, who obviously have not been firing on all cylinders, uh, they have just won their last two games, both away from home. So they're back at the Riverside uh, yeah. on Sunday. They beat Reading away 2-0, which is not easy. And then they beat Hull away as well. And so, yeah, I think it's going to get worse for Sunderland, regardless of who's in charge. Yeah, completely agree. Um, definitely see Middlesbrough winning there. Middlesbrough up to 7th in the league now after a, a pretty stuttering start, but they're uh, starting to find their feet now under Monk. Um, looking at the other home fi- well, other fixtures across the league, I think you'll get Derby to win at home to Reading, and that's 3-4. to four. Derby have been really impressive recently since they beat Forest, unfortunately. They've shot up the league. They're now up in 5th position with a game in hand as well on all the teams above them. So they're just six points off the automatics with the game in hand. So it could just be three if they win that. Unbeaten in seven, winning the last four in a row. So uh, really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the home favourites or home uh, teams continue. Uh, we are going to go for Sheffield United. So we're looking at Sheffield United at three to four. So they've got Hull at home. Um, Sheffield United, they did slip up, actually, in midweek. They lost away at QPR, which we're finding out is not an easy place to go. They've beat Wolves and Sheffield United there, two uh, promotion-chasing sides, serious promotional sides as well. Uh, Sheffield United are back at home, and we all know how good they are at home. Um, Hull are in a mess. Uh, they've got some good players and they are capable of a result. But right now they've lost at home to Forest. Uh, the manager is coming out saying that he doesn't know what's happening with the future of the club and he, he understands the fans' frustrations. The fans are throwing tennis balls on the pitch. <laughs> it's a um, weird protest, that one. Yeah, very odd. I don't know if their owner is some kind of tennis player, ex-tennis <laughs> player. I don't know what it is. But um, they've just lost to Middlesbrough, who, like I said, before... Their last two games, they were struggling. So I think they're going to get tripped up away at Sheffield United. Um, and Sheffield United are 3-4 to four as well. Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, keeping in the theme of home favourites, I would look no further than Millwall at home to Burton. Not the best price, this one. Millwall are 4-7. to seven, But uh, they're typically pretty strong at the Den. In, in recent times, they beat Birmingham there, they beat Reading, they beat Leeds, they beat Norwich. They've knocked off a few pretty good teams there. Burton have not been too good on the road. I think we said it last week on the podcast that they've been all right. They've not been winning games, but they've been stubborn opposition, shall we say, Burton away. But uh, no wins now for the last eight games for Burton. So not great. No. I would like to alert the profit chasers to a potential banana skin. I say potential. I can see this team travelling away from home and winning 3-0. No problem. However, Norwich City, they are away at Bolton Wanderers. And on the face of it, it looks like it would be a routine win for the Canaries. And I would totally understand if it was. However, after Bolton losing eight in a row, and before that, it was one win in 12, they've put a little run together. 
They're unbeaten in their last four games. Um, they've beaten Wednesday at home, drew to QPR, drew away at Fulham, drew away at Sunderland. So they're starting their season finally. Um, and Norwich can be very inconsistent. Uh, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if they went there and won. But uh, I think you'll agree, Tom, that uh, it's not as clear-cut as it seems. Uh, yeah, definitely can see this one as a, as a bit of a banana skin. Both teams, yeah, reasonable form coming into this match. Bolton, as you say, kick-starting the season. Uh, lots of draws for Bolton, but I'm sure they'll take draws over the losses. So, yeah, a little banana skin. Absolutely. And speaking of lots of draws, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Forest. Forest have got QPR at home. On the face of it, Forest seem to be the favourite. Uh, they're looking, they're 6-5. to five. The draw is 5-2. to two. QPR are 21-10. to 10. Uh, But QPR, uh, they're just one of those sides where they're very plucky. Um, and they pick up odd draws and odd wins. They've lost one in the last six games, and that includes victories over Wolves and Sheffield United. So they travel away to a Forest side which cannot be trusted. Yeah, um, QPR have been so impressive over the last week with, as you say, wins against Wolves and Sheffield United. But they both come at home away this season. They've not actually won a game. So they've drawn six and lost three of their away games so far. So uh, no wins there. Forest, on the other hand, to be honest, you don't know what to expect from Forest game after game. We were saying off air that they're the most stop-start team. Very frustrating as a fan. But, um, yeah, it's. I think Forest will win this, to be honest. But my logic is I've, I haven't really got much to back that up with, to be, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, on the face of it, you'd, you'd see Forest. Uh, they've just been beaten away at Reading uh, quite convincingly. Uh, game before that, they convincingly... Uh, beat Holloway so you'd imagine they'd follow that up with a better performance um, more like the whole one uh, they're at home and yeah I, I just think QPR are a, a plucky side I know they haven't won but they've got a lot of draws away from home they've they've, they've pooped a lot of parties yeah they have how, uh... I would, how I would put it no uh, one game that I would like to just quickly mention um, whilst we're on the subject of the championship Friday night Wolves are at home to Fulham so Wolves they went through a tiny little wobble minimal wobble uh, just that defeat away at QPR really uh, came as quite a surprise to me and Tom they're away at they're at home to Fulham so Fulham are so strange I mean, I mean, they're a really odd team, yeah, aren't they? they? Are. Very odd. They're, they're so up and down. So this does come with an element of risk. However, I do think that Wolves will win the game. And also, I think there'll be a lot of goals in this. So the last uh, four games at Molyneux between these two, 4-4, four, four, Wolves 3, Fulham 2, Wolves 3, Fulham 0, Wolves 3, Fulham 3. Get yourself down to Molyneux if you want some entertainment on Friday night. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be the hottest ticket in town. And over two point five goals is actually four to five, oh, which wow. is actually like a decent price, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, Wolves, if you fancy them to win, they're evens as well. So I think uh, 
as long as Fulham don't have one of their nights where they play, you know, absolutely anyone off the park and bear in mind they've just been beaten two 0 at home by Bristol City, Wolves could be a good shout. Yep, yeah, I agree, mate. Right, let's move into the FA Cup first round. So lots and lots of games here in this first round. Uh, League One teams, League Two teams, and then all the National League teams and below. So we'll pick out the best bits from uh, Friday's to Sunday's matches. What have you got for me, Tom, to kick us off with one? Wow. I mean, this took a lot of uh, research. (laughs) And obviously, (laughs) when we are um, tipping these teams, it can be all down to the side that is selected on the day. So one that I think actually would be a decent price, although they are not doing particularly well uh, in their respective league, I'm looking at Gillingham. And Gillingham, they're at home to Leighton Orient. And Leighton Orient are really, really struggling. So they were relegated last season, and they're in 19th position in the conference. So they're in real, real trouble. Uh, Gillingham, they're not faring too much better, but they are in League One. Uh, They're 22nd in League One. Uh, So this is two teams in their respective leagues that are pretty poor. Um, Gillingham, however... They've got three wins and a draw in their last six games. So, you know, their form could be worse. And they're actually 10 to 11 at home against Leighton Orient, which I think is a decent price, actually. Yeah, that's not bad, that. Uh, on and off shoot to that. It's a, it's a shame to see Leighton Orient so, so low down again. Yeah, yeah I mean, them. everyone always talks about that one game they had, don't they, where, you know, they, they got to the playoff final, could have yeah. been in the championship. Uh, and now they're below Flyde, they're below Ebbsfleet, Maidenhead, Boreham Wood, yeah. Bromley. Yeah, it, it's dark days for that club. And uh, even though this is probably you know their biggest away game of the season, uh, I think Gillingham will uh, will get the victory at ten to eleven there. Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, I think with the FA Cup, everyone would have looked at Lincoln and Sutton last season and thought, I want a piece of that. One team that may be going on a fairy tale cup run this season, or well, should I say, already have been going on a fairy tale cup run this season, is Shoreline Aquaforce. Heard of them? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, oh yeah, I, I know them well. Yeah, well, they're at home to Mansfield on Saturday. So Shoreline playing the seventh tier of English football. That's the Northern Premier League Premier Division. So that's okay. below all the, the National League and the National League North and National League South. Uh, and they're playing Mansfield. The game's live on BT Sport. They're a much shorter price than I actually expected because they're around the 5-1 to one mark and Mansfield are 1-2. to two. Um, For a team so far down the pyramid, I thought they'd be a lot bigger than that. I don't know. I, yeah, I haven't got same. a clue if they'll yeah, win that's, or not. That's but, a tight price, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, got, I know nothing about this team. If you Google them, you can't see any recent results apart from their FA Cup quali- <laughs> apart from their FA Cup qualifying <laughs> results. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it's just it's, I just wanted to mention them because this is what the FA Cup's all about, isn't it? Teams like that playing the big boys, going as far as they can. Um, yeah, so good luck to Shoreline Aquaforce, but I'm not going to tip them because <laughs> there's nothing to back it up with. 
No. Um, I'm going to tip a team that uh, most people are probably aware of, uh, and that's because of their recent acquisitions of some big names. So, in the FA Cup this weekend, we have an all-Ismain Premier League clash. Uh, so, we are looking at Leatherhead at home to Billericay. So, Billericay, obviously, they recently uh, acquired um, Jamie O'Hara, Paul Koncheski, um, and they had that whole R. Kelly World's Greatest video that went a little bit <laughs> yeah. embarrassingly viral. Um, but Billericay, they're actually third in the league. Um, so, you're probably thinking, oh, well, you know, they're not doing that well. They're five points off, and they have four games in hand. Okay. Um, in the league, they have won 11 of their last 12 games. That one game they didn't win was in the FA Cup away at Brackley. Um, so, yeah, you know, they're, uh, yeah. they're a decent side, this, this lot. Leatherhead, they're in the same division. The Leatherhead are down in 18th. Um, they are struggling a little bit. Um, you can get Billericay at 8 to 13, which is, you know, it's a decent price. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, another team I want to mention is the FA Cup fairy tale of last season, and that's Lincoln. Now, can they do it again? What will be the chances of that? So, in their first round match, they're away at AFC Wimbledon. They're 13 to 5. Uh, they'll be bang up for this one after their experiences last year, which really put them on the map. Um, AFC Wimbledon are a very inconsistent League One side, so it's definitely possible. They're down in 20th in League One, and obviously Lincoln are now in League Two. They're in ninth, just hovering outside the playoff positions by three points. So uh, over two to one, I don't think they're a bad price, actually, considering their history, recent history in the competition. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I thought they'd have been a, gi a, a ridiculous, gigantic, uh, well, a tiny short price, really. I yeah. thought they'd be huge favourites. Yeah. Um, that's actually refreshing. Um, I'm going to follow that up with a... I think I fancy them. I'd like to see the teams uh, before I tip this game too strongly. Um, but Oldham. Yeah, yeah. So Oldham. Well, as we mentioned, they're on the revival. Uh, we're filming this on Halloween, and this is back from the dead for Oldham <laughs> Athletic. Um, they were dead and buried. Richie Wellens came in, uh, beat all these big names to the role, and they've done brilliantly. Um, and they're away at Carlisle. Carlisle, the 16th in League Two, doing absolutely sweet FA with their season. And you can get Oldham at 13-8. to eight. They are away from home, so uh, that's to bear in mind. But yeah, that could be a good shout, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, mate, to be honest. Carlisle's home record is the 20th best in League 2, so they're not very strong at home whatsoever. Another one from me is Accrington away at Guiseley. Accrington are 4-5, to five, and this is second in League 2, playing 20th in the National League, so the division below League 2. Geisley have won just three of their 18 matches all season. Four to five for second in League Two against a team that's really struggling in the National League is, is really good. Yeah, that is very solid. I'm going to look at a price which, although on the face of it, 
may not be the most attractive that you've ever seen. I would like to ask you, with top of League One playing ninth in the National League, because uh, that's what we've got with Shrewsbury Town at home to Aldershot. So Shrewsbury Town, they lost their first game to an absolute wonder goal. If anyone saw it on Twitter, uh, I um, quoted the tweet because I could not believe the goal that finished Shrewsbury's run. Also goes to show that, you know, they weren't broken down, uh, you know, by a, a standard goal. It took a moment of uh, a, a yeah. amazing talent. Shrewsbury, they're 9-20. to 20. So, you know, pretty much 1-2. to two. Uh, And I think you could get worse odds on uh, Shrewsbury. I, I think that's relatively decent, say, they're flying high and older shot a, a ninth in the, uh, in the conference. Yeah, exactly. And let's just have a look at that game in comparison to one which I reckon is absolutely lazy bookmaking. So that, 2-5 to five for Shrewsbury, top of League One, against, as you said, against the mid-table National League side. So then you've got 1-3 to three for Blackburn Rovers, who are at home to Barnet, who are about mid-table League 2. So those odds are really tight on Blackburn, when they're pretty pretty bang average, to be honest, just because they're a big-name club that have recently been in the Premier League not too many years ago. You know, it's lazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, remember, they did win the Premier League in 1995. Oh, sorry, yeah. Forgive me, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on. That's, that's so lazy. I feel like it, I feel like that job that job of pricing that game up was probably done late Friday afternoon, <laughs> 4, 4.51, and he just thought, do you know what, I, I can't be doing with this, and just lobbed a crap price on it. Yeah. Speaking of uh, prices that I think, you know, uh, pretty interesting. I'm going to look at Friday night. Okay. Friday night, we've got an interesting game. We've got a real test for Notts County. Notts County, they're at home to Bristol Rovers. So we have top of League Two in um, Notts County's case against Bristol Rovers, who are 13th in League One. So this is the kind of team, you know, this is where Notts County are aspiring to be. This will be a good test for them. Bristol Rovers are the essence of a bang-average League One side. Yeah. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. They're very up and down. Um, they have uh, lost three of the last four, uh, Bristol Rovers. Um, so not ideal, especially away from home. They got slapped 4-0 by Shrewsbury. And they lost to Rochdale 1-0. Uh, before that, they um, did pick up a very handsome win against Northampton. But before that, beaten by Portsmouth. So they don't travel fantastically. And uh, you can get Notts County at 8-5, to five, which is very intriguing if Notts County go full strength. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad price. As you say, great test for County. Uh, not a bad price at all. There are going to be upsets. And not all of what we're saying we say with, you know, strives of confidence. However, you know, it's it's something that uh, it's something to think about. Definitely, you know, maybe look at the the teams, uh, try and gauge, you know, how many uh, the favourites are resting and things like that. Uh, but there's definitely good prices to be had if it goes to plan. Okay, so that wraps up the FA Cup. 
Let's move on to the bomb-proof travel section of the show. Absolutely. From the uh, unfamiliarity of Leatherhead, Billericke, and who was that team that you mentioned? What are they called? Something like Salesforce Aquazone. Shore Lane Aquaforce. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for everyone who is new to the show, this is the part of the show where we choose three teams each that we think are going to win you some profit for the weekend. We scour the leagues, do our research, put them into a treble, let you know how much they will return. At the end of the season, we're going to total up how much we would have won as a show. And we would also total up how much we would have won uh, individually. So we're going to go head to head and see who was the more reliable. Um, Tom, I'm going to let you go first this week as I went first last week. Um, Who do you have on your bomb-proof treble this week? Okay, so my bomb-proof treble, we're going to start with Derby. They're at home to Reading. They're 3-4. to four. We're also going to go for Middlesbrough. They're at home to Sunderland. They're 4-6. to six. And finally, we're going, to, we're going to go to the FA Cup for Accrington. And they're against Geisley. And they're 4-5. to five. So £10 stake on that one returns £52.50 back. Nice. Okay, cool. I am also going to include an FA Cup game on my treble this week. So, I'm going to start off, however, in the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to have Burnley double chance. So, Burnley to draw or win away at Southampton. That's 7-5. to five. I'm going to go into the Championship and have Sheffield United to win against Hull at home. They're 3-4. to four. And my FA Cup game that I'm going to include, it wouldn't be a week if one of us didn't back the Shrews. So I'm going to go for Shrewsbury Town to be Aldershot. They're 9 to 20. Uh, £10 on that pays £60.90. pence. Nice. I think uh, the Burnley double chance there has bumped yours up a little bit above mine, hasn't it? But no, Yeah, good. definitely. I like that. I like the look of that. Definitely, mate. Can't see Burnley losing, yeah, I mean, to be honest. I mean, I can't see Burnley losing. Uh, Hull are in an absolute state and Sheffield United are just completely and utterly flawless at home and uh, yeah Shrewsbury playing a team you know almost three leagues below them so yeah Yeah. interesting yeah like it so if you've enjoyed the show uh, and you want to get in touch and you want to get involved there's numerous ways you can do that so the best way to do it is on Twitter so please get at us at T underscore FB podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. Um, we can also be contacted by email. So football betting podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we also have our sparkly new website with tons of great features on that Tom will tell you a little bit more about now. Yeah, so please go to the website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk and go on the forum. It's free to sign up. It takes 20 seconds. So discuss your tips and bets with with other people in the profit-chasing community there. Uh, Look at the blog. You can even contribute to the blog if you wish, if you're a keen writer. And uh, we'll quickly mention the fantasy football. So we do have an official fantasy Premier League league. Um, I'll put the description if you want to join the league in the description to the podcast uh, if you can't find it you can just get at us on social media or at the website uh, Yeti Tep 
is still top. It was a tough week for a lot of people in the league, actually. I think the top guy got about 76. That was blah for Carl Maguire. Yeah, I've, I'm having a mare here. Absolute mare. Although, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, there is a little bit of breaking news uh, regarding fancy football. I've leapfrogged you. You have, yeah. So I, I have, <laughs> I have left you in dust, and I have gone all the way up to thirty-first. Um, so yeah, still only seven points separators, but uh, had to get that little gloat in there. Yeah. Um, and those seven points, Tom, Pascal Gross. Oh, he's the on. difference. So he's in my team. He got exactly seven points. So I'm putting it all down to him as the reason why I'm above you right now. Well, enjoy being above me just for one week. I thought I'd let you have it just for a week. I'll be back. You'll be back. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the top is, you know, Yeti Tep is opening up a tiny little lead. But there are a few people uh, hot on his tail. Um, Big shout out to Martin McGinty who pretty much signed up a few weeks ago and has already nearly caught some teams above him. He's uh, taking some serious attention to his team, I imagine. 100%. If he cares to share any tips with us, then that would be great. Yeah, that that would be absolutely fantastic <laughs> if you could do that. No, but 42 people in the league now, so if you do fancy joining, uh, please do get in it. Uh, more the merrier, because we're going to be offering a free bet £20 or, or whatever to the winner. So there is a little incentive to join and to do well. Absolutely. Uh, so that wraps up the show for this week. A little FA Cup special. A little out of our comfort zones, but, uh, you know, the the product is still the same. There's still prof- profit to be won. 100%. Uh, thanks for listening once again, as ever. If you do enjoy the show, please uh, like, rate, review, and just subscribe on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. There's nothing left to say from me other than good luck for your bets and thanks for listening. Absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. All the best for the weekend. Bye-bye.